title is tonight, How can I live a life of freedom? And this is a very good question actually. We have to understand we live in a visible world and in the visible world there are some forces, they are sometimes against us. Even sometimes people can be against us or a structure can be against us. We know certain, certain things. But we live in also like in an invisible world. That means like demons or angel or there's a heaven and also a hell, like a spiritual atmosphere. I googled last week about heaven and hell and they came up with an amazing thing what heaven is all about. Are you ready? Google is saying heaven is when the English man opens the door, the Frenchman cooks, the Italian provides entertainment and the German organizes everything. This is heaven, right? But what is hell? It's quite simple. When the Frenchman opens the door, this is hell. The Englishman cooks, this is crazy hell. The German provides entertainment, no go. And the Italians, they're organizing everything. This is, this is really hell. You know, heaven, heaven and hell is a reality, right? Angels and demons are reality. And in ISF, we work when we do counseling with people, therapy with people, we're using always the tree. We're saying, for example, the fruits are the habits. This is obvious, good fruits or bad fruits. If you're really jealous, you can see it, you can sense it. Then the trunk tree are some things we established in our life. And the root system, it's always the place where even demons can sneak in and destroying the whole tree. And we speak about the spiritual warfare in our lives. And I want to read you an amazing Bible verse because we are not lost somewhere in the universe. God is always for us. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 and 3, the Bible says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has appointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to the blind and to the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom to the captivates and releases from the darkness for all the prisoners. He will be called oaks of the righteousness. Trees, oaks. That means when we are a trees, we fruits, God will do everything in his power that will bear good fruit. God is in charge of every area. And this is a, the moment when he can give God the biggest applause because he is in charge. We are not lost. We are not lost in the spiritual world that the demon can do whatever they want. We are planted by God and God will do everything that our root system is so healthy that we will be a lot unhealthy fruits. I have three questions. And my question number one is, why is the devil our enemy? Why is the devil our enemy? It's actually quite simple. Because the Bible says, those people, they love God and put God at the first place. Those people, the devil hates. If a person says, Jesus is the center of my life in every area, you are a target for a devil. If the devil was not able to stop you to become a follower of Jesus Christ, he will do everything that you will not bear fruit in your life. And he is not stupid, he is quite smart. Three reasons how he does it. The devil is the accuser of the brothers and sisters. Revelation chapter 12 verse 10. For the accuser, the devil, of our brothers and sisters, means you and me, who accuses them before our God day and night, 
has been hurled down. Now here's the problem because I, 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 I have uh, talks with many, many Christians and if you brought up very, very religious, sometimes people have the feeling that God is like an accusing God. If you do something wrong, God will say, oh, boom, what's going on? And people, even those sit in the church, they praise God, but they feel accused by God. And please listen to me. God never accuses people. God never, ever, 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 never, ever, not even the Holy Spirit, not Jesus. God is never accusing you. If you hear an accusing voice, it's always straight from the devil. You know what the devil does? He points the finger on you. Hey, have you forgotten what you did yesterday? Huh? Who do you think you are? You're not so gifted. You're not so blessed. You know, you're just an ordinary, simple Swiss guy. You know? And do you think after all you have done, you do really believe that God will build his kingdom on you? You dream or do. The accusing voice from the devil is so strong, he's pointing his finger on you. Accusation never comes from God. You know what God does? Different. He sits down and says, hey, yesterday night <clears throat> was not good, huh? You failed, right? How do you feel? Bad. Yeah, bad is a good word. You know, God reveals failures, right? And he points the finger always to the cross. The cross is a symbol from minus to plus. You understand the difference between accusation of pointing or pointing the finger always to the cross? The cross is a symbol of grace, of new beginnings. And God reveals things that we can change. The second thing how the devil operates is the devil is the father of all the lies. In John 8 verse 44, he was a murderer from the beginning. From the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of all the lies. You know, when Adam and Eve, Eve was in the Garden Eden, they could eat from all the trees, from all the fruits, right? There was one tree and God was saying, don't eat from that tree. Is there a problem? No, they had more than enough, that even in, more than enough. Now the devil sneaks in and the devil says, hey, why are you not able to eat from that tree? Come on. That cannot be an order from God because God is a good God. God will allow you everything. Do you think this is an order from God? I don't think so. Just eat because God is a good God. And what the devil does, he starts to questioning the word of God. Always, is this really in the Bible? Do you really think that God will say no? God is a good God as long as you have peace and joy and happiness. Just do it. We're hearing so many times accusing voices in us and lies from the devil. He's very smart. I'll tell you a story from my own life. Around 20 years ago, uh, my wife, she get the inheritance from uh, her, her parents. A lot, a big amount of money. One million. I love to talk about numbers. Just numbers. One million. Just then it's out, one million. I ask people, what should I do? Should I, should I give from that million 
Should I tithe? Should I give 10% to God? From my income, no-brainer. But what's about the inheritance? So many people say, no, you, know, you don't have to give the tithes from the inheritance because your parent-in-law, they paid already the tithes and you don't have to pay the tithes from the tithes because the tithes is already paid from the tithes. You don't have to pay the tithes. And other people said, no, you don't have to give because the tithes is actually something from the Old Testament. When Jesus died on the cross, it's new, new grace and the new gospel. The old is gone. And other people say, no, giving is religious. You just have to give when you feel it. When I, I never felt to give. You know, I never felt cooking. No, it's not about feeling. It's about the position. And all of a sudden, I had some lines in my mind from people, from even the devil. And I had a Holy Spirit moment. When the Holy Spirit asked me just one simple question. Have you ever read the Bible? I said, of course, I'm a pastor. I read the Bible twice. Come on, you know that. Have you ever, really, really ever read the Bible? I said, why are you, why are you asking me this question? And the Holy Spirit was asking me, have you ever read the Bible verse where you can store up treasures in heaven where no thief, nobody is able to steal it? I said, what do you mean by that? It's quite simple. You can never outgive God. Giving is an attitude. I can store up treasures in heaven. And every Swiss people say, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. We know everything about bank and money. Can I hear an amen? This is not about religious. It's not about the ties of the ties. It's the position in heaven. Nobody is able to steal the blessing from my money. And then God is saying, from now on, every extra income you get, you give 10%. And this, in two weeks, we, two months, we sell our house. And we sold our house twice for the price we bought it. That means it's a big ties is coming for ICF. That's a good year for the church, you know. You know why I'm doing that? Yeah, you know why I'm doing that? Because of a Bible verse. It's not about a feeling. I can store up treasures in heaven. And then the Holy Spirit was challenging me a second thing. said, so from now on, you don't pay the tithes anymore. From now on, every year you give a little bit more and 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 this year I give half of my salary to the church. I want to repeat it. Half of my salary I give to the church. You know why? I can store up treasures in heaven. Don't believe the lies you get short. God is not happy that you have everything. Put God on first place and he adds all the rest to you. The third thing is the devil is a confuser. Greek means diabolos, a thief. In John 10, 10, he comes to steal, rob, and destroy. And when people, is, when they ask me, what is the most difficult thing in church? I say, to build a church building is easy. You pray for 10 years, you fast for 10 years, then you raise money, and then you build the building, boom, that done. The most difficult thing in church is Unity. Unity. When Jesus left earth, he said, guys, before I leave, I want to I say something. Stay united. Please, stay united. Hey, guys, please.
please stay united. Don't leave the small group. Don't leave the church. Stay united. And so often in church, sometimes I say, I say a wrong word or the worship song is not the right songs. People walking out and complaining and then all of a sudden unity is destroyed. Because unity means when two people are together, if a couple is praying together, Jesus is in the midst. And this position the devil hates. Because then you can ask whatever you want and God will add unto you. That means unity is it's, it's a battle actually. That's why let's keep and stay united because together we can change the world. My second question is, why can the devil defeat some people and not others? Here's the slogan, you are saved but not safe. You are saved but not safe. You are saved but not saved. Have you ever heard about the rat and the trash principle? It's quite, quite simple actually. You know, trash happens all the time, almost every day. Sometimes I have, my thoughts are not okay or this person is not greeting me well at my workplace and my wife said the coffee was not good and my kids are complaining and the church is complaining and you know that thing? Trash is adding on to me. Some weeks ago I was traveling and there was a Swiss lady. Um, she was complaining on Insta story. She said, on Instagram, you, are have, you always have such a brown tan. You don't, don't, don't you work? And who is paying all the traveling? And the thing is, I prayed, I preached 10 times, 10 times in a church. I was so tired. I was jet lagged, jet streamed, everything. And I felt, why are you not cheering me up? Why are you not praying for me? Why are you not saying, come on, Pastor Leo, you can do it. Save the world, change the world. Bring in the harvest. No, oh, she was complaining. And when I went to bed that night, I felt really a little bit discouraged from one, from one, from one Swiss lady. Sometimes one person can rob you the whole day, right? And it stores up some trash in your life. You know, when there's some trash, rats are coming. Rats, they love trash. Where trash is, for on the long run, there will be rats as well. And now here's the thing, demons are sneaking in very sin. Sin, the Bible says, is like trash. And now I can kick out this rat or I can kick out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, rat, leave, boom, it's gone. I can say demons, leave in the name of Jesus, boom, they're left, right? But the thing is, we have the authority, right? But if I not kick out the trash, the rat will tell the other rat, hey, I was in a place, so much trash, so much good food. And the one rat invites the other rat and the other rat, oh, sorry, uh, one rat and then the other rat and then the other rat and all of a sudden they are rats, they're even more than before. The Bible says when we're kicking out demons and we not get rid of the rats, of the trash, Seven demons will come back. It's even get worse than before. What is the problem? It's never the rats. It's never demons. The problem is always the trash. If I say to God, oh God, 
I'm so sorry about that one Swiss lady who wrote on my Insta account. I want to forgive her because she had maybe her days. I mean, a hard day. I want to forgive her. And I ask God for forgiveness that I felt she is stupid and crazy. Check this out. When I repent my failures, get rid of all the sins. Check this out. After a while, all the rats are saying, oh my gosh, there is no food anymore. We are dying. We get skinny like models. And they will leave your life. Check this out. Demons have to leave your life when there is no trash anymore. It's quite simple. Just kick out your sins and demons will leave anyhow. Never focus on rats and demons. Focus in on your own life and you are be free forever. How cool is that? James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come on. That's cool. I want to ask you the last question. And this is a very important question. How can I protect myself? For, and, uh, how can I protect myself and my family? That's a very, very uh, interesting question. There are two ways. First of all, by reading God's word. Hebrew chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged word. He penetrates even the divining soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So, every Swiss person has a sword at home. Yeah, that's why we are uh, so strong. The word of God is like a sword, right? Sword. When, when I start to read the Bible... The Bible starts to read myself. If I start to read the Bible, the Bible starts to read myself. That means I get some revelation about my own journey. And here's the thing. How can the devil stop you and me? By taking away the word of God. So many people around the world say, ah, oh, the Bible, it's not inspired by the Holy Spirit. Different people different background you the old testament is so old i mean so old it's not I, I don't believe it anymore and there's a lot of bible verses um i don't believe in that because we are new season new time and blah 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 and all of a sudden you fight your fights with this this is how i fight my battles this is how i fight my battles you know the word of God, dear friends, it's our foundation. I always said two things when we started our church. I said, I will, two things I will never change. I will never change God. God is God. Don't change God, please. If you change God, you are in trouble. Second thing, don't change the living and living word of God. Never, ever change the Bible. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit to different people. And the Bible is the foundation for my journey. Why I'm saying that to you? Because in Revelation chapter 1 verse 16, 
and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. With other words, it's just so powerful. I want to tell you a story why the Bible is so crucial for my own journey. Because with the Bible, with the Word of God, I can fight my battles. When I was arrived in Rio de Janeiro uh, last week, uh, I was so happy about conquering a new uh, continent for Christ. I mean, we're not the only church in Brazil. Of course, there are millions of churches there. But I believe in every nation there needs some new, fresh churches with a new breath. And when I arrived there, I was super happy. But, but I always know new levels, new devils. New levels, new devils. No, the devil will not say, oh, I'm so happy you're going to Rio de Janeiro, playing a new church. How cool is that? No, the devil is not your, it's not your cheering partner. The devil hates it. And every time when we're going somewhere for a worship tour or a preach for the very first time in a place, I know the devil is always around the corner. What happened actually, Saturday morning, I woke up and I could not speak anymore. My whole voice was gone. And I've never experienced in my whole entire life something like that before. I could not speak anymore. And my, my traveling buddy asked me some question. Uh, I had to text him via WhatsApp. Uh, should we go breakfast? He said, yes. I could not speak for the whole day. We walked to the church and I could not speak one single word. It's not a joke. And while I was walking, I started quoting Bible verses. New levels new devils, that I am right now, I'm not able to speak, it's a good sign, because the devil is after us, that means we are changing something, we are in spiritual warfare, if you're going there with your jogging shoes, and everything goes smooth, it's not a compliment, that means the devil, you're not, you're not a threat for the devil, you're not dangerous actually. And I knew in my spirit, I have to quote Bible verse, if I'm weak, if I'm weak, God is strong in me. My anointing is never in my strength. My anointing is in God by himself. I was quoting Bible verses and Bible verses and Bible verses and Bible verses. This is the way how you fight. When you are sick, you quote Bible verse, God is my healer. God is for me. He's not against me. God and myself, we are the maturity. We can change the world. You're quoting in a spiritual warfare the Bible because the Bible, it's the word of God. It's so powerful. And the devil is afraid about the Bible. You know, I was quoting, quoting, and quoting, and quoting. And going to the next point, I'm going to close the story with Rio Janeiro, is by worshiping God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16 and 18. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith. The shield of faith. The shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the devil. The shield of faith means when the devil is attacking me, I am protected. Worship. It's a shield of faith. Sometimes people, they say to me, Pastor Leo, I don't like to sing because I'm a Swiss person. We're not good. We're not like, we're not like the Americans. We're not good in singing. So it's never about your voice. It's about position yourself and you're saying, soul, my God is able to do everything and anything. 
And while you're lifting up your hands, you can be a hope for a person who sits next to you is sick. You, you, you connecting, you praying together, you believe together with God Almighty, everything is possible. When I was in Rio de Janeiro, I could not talk, I could not speak one single word, really. Not one single word. And my friend was asking me, are you able to preach? I said, not yet, but just wait. The miracle is around the corner. And I start to lifting up my hands and I praise God from the bottom of my heart. God, I need you. It's not my church, it's your church. I'm not flying into Rio de Janeiro and I'm not preaching because you have blessed me, you have called me to win people for Christ. And worship is a shield of faith. For all those people, they don't like worshiping God. Oopsala. I want to show you how you fight your battles. It's also a shield. Not worshiping God, it's a shield. Or oh, I am protected by myself. Wow, amazing. Amazing. So many people, you're losing your fights because you're not in the word of God anymore. And you're not worshiping God who is able to do everything and anything. When I entered the stage, it's never happened before in my whole 25 years. I opened my mouth and the first sentence came out one word. People, oh my gosh, what's going on, Pastor Leo? The second sentence, half, came out. And the third sentence, I was able to preach, but very simple. Not loud, like this. People were like, oh. You have to understand, Brazil, it's all about atmosphere. Brazil is about, you are loud, you're screaming, you're screaming, you're jumping, you on the stage like this, you walk around, as more you walk around, they go crazy. This is Brazil. Switzerland, people say, calm down, Pastor Leo. What's wrong with you? It's all good. Be a neutral. Don't shout, don't scream, don't run. Just stay. And I preach in Rio Janeiro such a, for me, like, most quiet message ever. I could not give energy because of my voice. And for a half an hour, it hurts so bad. In the half of the message, at a moment I've never had before, God said to me, so many people are here that have never given their life to Christ. And when, when you're finished, you will do another cult and you will see salvation you have never seen before. Not people that the back student Christian coming back, people that gave, gave him the life for the very first time. And then I made, did an altar cult, and there was one guy in the middle, he cried and cried and cried, and so many people lift up their hands and were crying. And when the celebration was over, one of the team of Rio Janeiro came to me and said, Pastor Leo, this was my father. For more than eight years, I am praying for my father. I asked him to join me for every church. He never came to a church. He's not open for God. I had so many discussions with him and he cried and he came after the message to me and said, Son, I belong to the family of God. I've given my life to Christ. And they cried together. Then came another person. She is the owner of that event hall we have rented. She came and she cried and she cried and said, 
I've never experienced something before. She said, I'm not going to church. I'm not a believer. I'm not even a Christian. But in our event, we had so many sex shows. We sell drugs. We had so many ugly parties. And for the very first time in my life, I've seen people, they're not doing drugs. They do not sex. They're coming together. They hug each other. They sing together, they laugh together, they cry together. I've never seen something before. And she was saying to me, I want to receive Christ because this atmosphere is something I need. And then we prayed together. And then she said to me, I need for forgiveness for everything what we did the last 10 years. We led people into drugs, into sexuality and everything. And she said, I am done with that. And when she led her to Christ, she said to me, Pastor, I would love to have you here every week in my building. I want to dedicate that building for a church. You know, the most hard thing is to find the building where you can have church. And they were crying together and we prayed together and have seen so many salvations. And here's the thing, sometimes you're facing a situation like myself, I was not able to speak anymore or you wake up in the morning, you're not feeling powerful, please quote the Bible. Quote the Bible. Lift up your spirit with the Bible. The Bible is full of proof, of encouragement that God is never leaving you, is never forsaking you. If you're weak, God is strong in you. And praise and worship is nothing else. To saying to the unseen world devil, you will not win that battle because God is on my side in closing what I love the most is just that simple symbol of the cross I mean for the world they love about the cross but for us Christians it's one of the biggest strongest symbol that God came down from heaven to connect with me and you and because I'm connected with God I'm able to connect with people forgive people ask people for forgiveness this is the symbol of from every minus God is able to turn into a plus in closing I would love to invite those people you have never given your life maybe to Christ you're here for the very first time or maybe you feel disconnected with God or you some way your journey you lost connection with God you are somehow backslidden I just want to invite you right now wherever you sit to say yes to our God Almighty. Can we close our eyes for a moment? And I believe right now there's some people here, you have never given your life to Jesus Christ. Or you sit here and you feel disconnected with God Almighty. Or for many years you left church and the faith. And if this is you, can you pray with me wherever you are? Say, dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. I have failed. I need your forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. My life belongs to you. 
please lead me and guide me. Bless me and protect me. I belong to you forever. The Bible says when you pray this prayer, we belong to the family of God. We are forgiven. Your name is written in the book of eternal life. Welcome home. And church, maybe you have an area in your life where there is still some trash, where you feel like a victim, you feel not strong, you feel always time I'm losing my battles. It's maybe there's some trash, trash in your life. And Holy Spirit, I want to ask you right now, give me right now a revelation. What could be my next step? What is maybe the next step in my journey? Can I ask you to do a favor, church? I would love to be quiet for a moment because I really love the moment when we give the Holy Spirit a room and when we are quiet, He will speak. And He will speak to you right now. trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your pot 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 potential and fear always wants to limit you. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold. Please, don't give up.